I'm Katie Wallace, and you're listening to The Dying Project. CBD. You know it, you love it, you use it, but what you may not be aware of is that there are a lot of fakers and phonies out there peddling something that may not be what you think it is. That's why I started using Zuna brands. I am obsessed. It is pure, high-grade stuff. You know what's inside every single bottle. They're extremely transparent and aware of the impact that they're having. You know it's always going to be vegan, pesticide-free, heavy metal-free. I will drop a link in the show notes. Use that link, and I will also leave a couple promotional codes where you can get 25% off your first order, and if you've already purchased with them, you can get 15% off every order thereafter. (laughs) Quentin, welcome to The Dying Project. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you say Quentin, but... I felt it's, really it's weird. Should I do it? I felt really weird. Q, yeah, welcome to the, go. that sounds better. I feel like that sounds better. <laughs> Q, welcome to the Dying Project. It flowed better, like all of that. I appreciate it. I feel like uh, I'm going to start going by Quentin Michael since uh, I've aged like, aged like 30 years during COVID, but <laughs> Q, Q is good for now. All right, we'll stick with Q, just Q. Um, so the Dying Project, As we were just talking two seconds ago, I said I don't really give a lot of context, um, but essentially it's based off of an experiment I did in 2018. Kevin Kelly from Wired Magazine introduced me to the idea and I lived like I had six months left, like really lived, you know, it's it's something that we talk about, but I don't know if anybody ever follows through with it. Kevin Kelly did, I did, I'm sure other people have, Um, but It's called The Project because it's evolving and it's evolving as I evolve, which feels like every day I feel like a new person. So let's just be honest with who we are today and (laughs) see where it takes us. So instead of giving some elaborate introduction about who I think you are, why don't you tell us who you are, really? Yeah, I feel like I also change every single day. Um, And with COVID, I I don't even know how to answer that question anymore. Honestly, I hate coming on these things. If you're like, introduce yourself. Like, what do you do? Tell us why I have no idea. Like, I've honestly been drifting for like six months, figuring out what I want to do next because I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I guess I have been an entrepreneur for five years, failed a lot, lost a lot of money, made a lot of money, um, did some cool things, did some not so cool things. And now I'm just figuring out, you know, my dogs was back there. I'm not sure where he's at now. <laughs> that's like he's like the reason i follow you on social media i'm just kidding that's not true but also levi and your stories makes my day a lot of times to be honest makes my day too yeah it's who my are day. you not was that is that like a better question right now who are you not you've you said you've like failed at a yeah. lot of things who are you not because maybe we know that better than who we actually are yeah um i feel like i'm not someone that's bound to this idea of being an entrepreneur forever so I think I've been tied to that, um, honestly shackled to that identity for a long time. And I think I'm finally breaking through that and seeing that there's value in, in both sides too, you know, and that there's growth in both sides versus just doing things my own way all the time, every single time. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. no longer bound to that, to that identity. Mm. I think, I, I think I've kind of been on that same journey. Like I feel like I had to do a lot of uncovering to get to the place where I could see that, oh, 
fuck, I'm tying my identity and my worth up and my productivity and be trying to be this person who I think that the world needs. Um, but really what the world needs is for me to be me, uh, who I really am before society and my parents and everyone around me dumped all their shit on me. And I think that's what I'm trying to get back to. And that makes me think of something because like, if you look at sort of culture um, as it exists right now, it drives that narrative, right? That status and material success and individualism is, is where, we, where we're going and what you need to be doing with your life. But like, where do you want to see it go? Society? Society, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like weird, you know, like there's a lot of things that I want to see and I don't really need to get into them. Um, I guess on that level with what you're mentioning, like I, I totally see a world and where we are brands, you know, like we're already there. I, I don't think that's slowing down. Um, and I, I don't mind it going in that direction either. I just, I hope we live in a world where we're allowed to be creative where that's like highlighted, you know, it's not, let's just market this product for the sake of marketing this product so that we can make X amount of dollars. You know, it's like, it's actually world changing, actually impacts people. Um, and people are doing things that one are creative, but they actually care about. Um, that's what I would like to see more of us go into in terms of like what I want society to look like. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, and I got, I got thoughts. I, yeah, I, I couldn't even, I go down these rabbit holes of, I have no idea, right? Because I, I know that like, obviously people being at peace with themselves and, and all that sounds amazing, but it just doesn't seem like it could ever be like that. From my experience and like seeing how the world works, it, it seems as though we always need something to be pushing up against. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, 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 really fuck myself going down those rabbit holes but like what are kind of do you have some very specific thoughts on that on which part what you want society to look like um from like a technology standpoint i do um i'm sick of having phones i'm sick of i think it's primitive i just want something on my face um that being said i don't think society is ready for that i think we we've accelerated so fast and we haven't been able to like process like how do we feel about that or um, develop like healthy, um, what's a word, healthy, not routines, but what, whatever the word is um, around like technology. Mm. Uh, we, we don't have a healthy relationship with technology, um, but I have like a very, very clear vision of what I want things to look like in the future in terms of that. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Like there's always turmoil. And honestly, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever be able to come together until like aliens invade or something. <laughs> there's, there's, always, there's always turmoil for everything. We're seeing it now. Yeah. Do you think that's just a part of like, if you look to nature and how nature tries to keep balance, right? Like if there's always like opposing forces and that's what is ba considered balance, but isn't that kind of what's happening in society as well? Like you have people over here that are kind of like contributing to the turmoil and you have people over here that are trying to like overcorrect it. And then somewhere in there, we find some sort of balance right now. It seems like everybody's like off on ex and extremes. And I think we've kind of like hit the wall with that. We've like gone as far as we can go, hopefully. And then we're starting to like move our way back to like center, maybe. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is a balance. And I, I think it's always been there. I think the, the hard part though, 
I I was watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's like one of my favorite shows growing up. Uh, but I was rewatching yes. it. So good. I just so finished good. It. Like, I just finished it again. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Um, and I was watching the the Korra one as well. Um, and like throughout history, you know, there's the good guy and the bad guy, or the good gal and the bad gal, or whatever. You know, like that's it. And the one thing I love about that show is that the bad guys, especially in like the new one, the bad guys like also had a reason, right? There was like a real reason, like these are my thoughts. Or you look at like Magneto and Professor X in like X-Men, you know, which is based off of MLK and Malcolm X, you know, like each of them had their own reasons. There was turmoil there, you know, like they butted heads, but each of them had their, each of them had their own reasons. And I think now we're definitely, definitely on the extremes, but I think most people are more in the middle, you know? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I think media and social media just sort of like drives a particular, a particular narrative to, you know, um, create that division and create that like kind of polarization um, because it sells and we, it's easy to get wrapped up in that. But, but I would have to agree with you. The conversations that I'm having out in the real world tend to be like, Hey, like I have these things that I value. um, But also like, kind of, oh man, Mark Metry posted something the other day. It's like, yes, I value these things that are different from you, but also I still just like want my family to be taken care of. I want us to be taken care of like X, Y, Z. Like I don't want to see people like suffering essentially. And I think like deep down, mm-hmm. like we kind of all feel that way. I like that. So kind of like getting back to you, like what are some of the, what daily practices do you have that kind of keep, keep you in touch with your true nature, I suppose? Yeah, I think I think it's changed over the years. Um, I used to be like super intentional, you know, I'd wake up 5, 5 a.m., honestly, 4.30 a.m., like meditate, walk the dog, um, walk into the office, not touch any technology, not touch my emails, just work on one project and then get started with my day. You know, and then I would have my wind down too. And now, honestly, I've just, again, it was something Mark Metry posted. He's like, here's a list of things that I like. And I'm like, I haven't done that in a long time, you know, like I know what I like, I know myself, but I, I realized that I was under the illusion that I thought I knew myself, but I didn't know myself in real time. I didn't know myself where I was at. Um, so I made that list and I've just been doing things that I enjoy. Like I said, I've been drifting, um, working on creative projects that I feel like working on, like technically I have no job and it like feels freaking incredible. Um, first time I'd been relaxing in like five years. So I have no routines, no practices, um, but I'm doing things that I enjoy. Um, the other day my power went out because, um, Honestly, I don't know why, just in like an area, like the power went out. I was in the middle of a video game and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, no, uh, but I was doing well too, you know, um, <laughs> but the power went off and I'm like, I, I, I'm bored. Like, what am I going to do? It was the first time I've like been bored in a while. So I just sat on the couch and I meditated. Um, no, like real agenda. I just sat there for two hours, like just with myself. And it was, it was dope, you know, just doing stuff like that just because I want to. Mm, yeah. I would have to say like, I'm, I'm in a very, in a similar place and it kind of started out as, you know, I said, oh, well, I'm going to focus on my healing. Cause like I had some real like physical, um, shit that was going on. So, like from stemming from the end of last year. And so really, honestly, if I'm being super honest, it was sort of a put off. Like I didn't want to work with this particular company. And I was just like, Hey, um, I'm focusing on this, this, and this, and I shit you not like the next, the next, the following weeks, it was like, like all this trauma just started like resurfacing and like coming out of like, just 
flowing out of me. And like, I just allowed it to. And I was just like, what a hilarious thing that like, <laughs> I say this, just trying to get out of something. And in that was healing. Cause I realized that I could have just told them, no, Hey, I don't align with you. I don't align with your company's values. I don't want to work with you. Um, and, and so it's funny cause it, by me doing that thing, it set me down this journey of, oh, oh, I really do need to heal. And the reason why these it's manifesting physically is because I've shoved so much shit down for so long and it has no choice but to come up now. So I, I'm very much there with you. What are some of the things, like what, how should I forget? What has 2020 given you and what has it taken away from you? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, so 2019, um, best and worst year of my life, 2020, I feel like it's the same. Like from 2019 to 2020, um, lost my little brother. Um, not that it's the same level, but Kobe Bryant was like my fatherly figure growing up because I didn't have a dad. Um, that's someone I modeled my life after. Um, and he passed away February of this year. Um, then COVID then BLM, then um, having to furlough most of my staff. Um, and those conversations were like the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, then we decided to close the doors of our company. Then like I see some of my founders like thriving, you know, and force me to look inwardly, like why am I angry that people that I love are doing well? Because um, I really wasn't angry. I was just angry with where I was at. Um, so I lost a lot in 2019 to 2020. Um, but I think I've found more clarity, you know, for the longest time, I thought I wanted a 500 plus company, 500 plus employee company. Um, and like, we were thriving, we were making a lot of money. And I've realized that that didn't make me happy. Being in an agency didn't make me happy. And I needed something, I need to do something that is deeply meaningful. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the moon landing, you know, and going to the moon and what that would have felt like as a, not even as a society, but as humanity, like in that moment to watch people do something not like ginormous, like that's incredible. Um, it's so deeply meaningful. Um, so I think I've, I feel like I've lost everything, you know, but I feel like I've gained clarity and clarity to me is more important than any of the other things. Um, because from that clarity, I know that I will. I'll be all right. Um, yeah. What about you? Oh, man. Oh, I think it, let's see. What has it given me? Um, mm. Actually, I'll start with what it's taken away. And I'll say that it's taken away this idea of, it's taken away my identity, right? This thing that I was, I was clinging so tightly to, and I had no, no idea who I would be if I lost it, right? Like, who would I be if I stopped caring about people? Not that I don't care about people, but it's just all the things that like I was doing so righteously, right? It was like, people need to be cared about. The environment needs to be cared about. You know, I need to build this company. I need to do this thing. Um, and the truth is like, I didn't need to do any of it. Like I, I, I'm worthy of existing just because I exist. You know what I mean? And, um, and that was really hard. I was clinging to that shit so tightly that like even ayahuasca couldn't like, should like take it all away from me. You know what I mean? I was like so deluded in that idea. And um, so, yeah, so it, 
took away the, I'll say false identity, right? This idea of, of self that, that I had created and that had been opposed, imposed upon me. Um, and so maybe it's given me, I would say the biggest thing is that it's given me true solitude um, and, and being okay in that, right? Like, and that is something I didn't even know I needed. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it sounds like you've kind of found that too. And, and you were just talking about the moon landing and that made me think of something that I need to send to you and I'm going to say it out loud so I don't forget, but maybe you already know about it, but it's like, um, it's like a partnership with NASA, essentially, sort of like this social, um, like ambassador program that they're starting. Have you heard about this? I'm not, no. Oh my God, you're perfect for this. I'll send you the link. There you go. I just, I found yes, out about it do. on... Um, what is that damn app that I love so, or that's so much? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I heard about it in a room on Clubhouse. So I'll send, it, <laughs> I'll send you the link. Clubhouse um, is the best. Man, I like, <laughs> I remember hearing somebody talk about it like months ago, like back in like summer, I was in California visiting my sister and her boyfriend. And he was talking about, hey, I just got this invite to Clubhouse. It's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> like, I just like wrote it off in my head. And here I am months later, like, oh my God, Clubhouse is the best thing. There's so many cool, real conversations happening there. So, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research on like audio social media platforms. And I don't really like any except for that one. So I, I think that's the next wave, in my opinion. Yeah. What are some of the creative projects that you're working on? I, I know you have, have some things up and coming, but tell me as a little sneak peek if yeah. you can. Yeah, um, three things. Um, I'm working with a group in Milwaukee on a, um, I'm leading the incubator portion. So a black, an incubator for black and brown entrepreneurs, black and brown founders. Um, and then also an angel fund attached to that. Um, and I've, I've always bootstrapped everything that I've owned. So this is just a, a new world for me and I get to learn a lot. So I'm excited about it. Um, and then strictly on the creative side, I'm working on a new um, podcast, um, getting to try all the things that I just wasn't able to try, like when I was with my company, of course. Um, but really just my, my audio journal, you know, me dissecting the conversations that I have and me turning those conversations into art. Um, and that that's launching this week. So I'm, I'm giddy about it. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the name of it? Uh, stupid uh, Deep. Stupid Deep. Yeah, man. Man, that is like so, because you're definitely a weirdo. And I mean that like, <laughs> so, I mean that so lovingly um, because, you know, there's some fakers, right? They like think that they're, I don't know. You can't just like slap a fucking alien thing in your profile and be like, I'm a weirdo, but like you are, man. Like it's so freaking cool. I love it. Maybe I'm one of the fakers and phonies who tries to be weird, but whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> you're like, no comment. I, so, okay. So, you're I, not, you're not a fake. <laughs> so, I feel most at home when I'm talking about. The human condition when i'm talking about life when i'm talking about our own like personal evolution and what the fuck it all means what do you feel the most at home talking about mm. um that's an interesting question um so i don't think it's talking when i feel most at home um which if you knew me when i was younger people would be like yeah that totally makes sense if you know me now you're like nah bro you talk a lot 
Um, but I, I feel the most at home when I'm listening. Um, and I don't know, it's just so much more fun to me. Like I, I went to the mall with my girlfriend's father um, a couple of days ago. Um, and I, he's just been wearing really baggy clothes. Um, and I was going to get him like new clothes and make him like feel good, you know? Um, and like, we just end up sitting in like the food court cause things were shut down for a little bit and just talking, but it was all him talking and just me asking questions. I feel most at home when I'm listening, you know? And I, I don't know. I feel like that's when you learn the most. That's, I mean, I don't consider myself a good salesman, but I've made a lot of money from my company because I'm a really good listener. Um, it doesn't matter what the subject is. You know, I just, I like learning about people. Um, and I guess, I guess it's human behavior, you know? Um, I think that's when I'm most comfortable, but not necessarily when I'm talking about it, when I'm paying attention to it. Mm, that's a good answer, Dan. I think, that, <laughs> I think that listening is definitely an underrated superpower, um, for sure. I think we just get very caught up in, in what we know and that the whole point is to learn more, right? And you can only learn when you're listening to people and to perspectives and to think, information that you don't already have. I feel like a lot of what happens is just like a regurgitation of what we already know, which makes room for nothing. Like you just keep yeah. regurgitating the same shit essentially. So people give up so much information too. If you just listen, like so much, like in their body language and the words, these are like so much information. Like we were, we, um, we had a five-year lease that we signed, um, which I don't know why we did that. I guess if COVID didn't happen, it would have been okay. Um, but if we didn't get out of it, it would have been like 90 G's that we would have to pay back personally, which was not going to be fun. So I, I made like a personality profile on my landlord and one on her business partner. Um, if they both came, this was, this was the plan. If it was just her, this was the plan, you know? Um, like just understanding from listening. Like it's, it's so simple. Like people give up so much. And we got out of lease, you know, because I knew how to communicate. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I, th I think um, it's super valuable. I mean, it just makes me think about like, um, I'm just understanding human behavior, right? Like we're so, we're so infinitely complex yet we are so much the same in so many ways. Like we're driven by so much of the same things. And, um, and so I think that's really interesting and fascinating that you actually did it that way. Sometimes it fucks me up. Have you read um, Robert Greene's The Laws of Human Nature? No, but I love Robert Greene. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a very, it's a very dense book, but um, I was reading through that and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to know all of this about humans. <laughs> like I could start a cult right now. Like that's how, like, that's what this book is yeah. empowering me to do. And uh, I don't know if you're watching, what is that show right now? Um, the Vow, have you heard of that? I'm not, but I've heard of it. Oh man. I can only like, I can only watch it in doses because I'm like, this is what happens when you know too much about the, just like the human condition, I think. Um, and then you, you forget to check yourself and you don't have people around you that are checking you. Um, yeah. can be dangerous. can be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there something that your experience has shown you to be true, but you still struggle with it? It's like you objectively know it, but when it comes to putting it to practice, you just fuck it all to shit. Yeah, um, probably a lot of those things. Um, I think over the past five years, I've my first company failed, my second company failed, and I guess my third company failed too. <laughs> but my third company, uh, we found a lot of lot of success. 
Um, and like I grew a lot in those five years, you know, and I learned a lot. Um, but I remember 2016, 2015, starting my first company um, and what I meant to the world then and how insignificant I was, um, how untalented I was, um, let's say to the job market. Um, and this experience, like announcing right after we announced that our company closed, like just job offer, job offer. Like, I'd love for you to do this. Like, yo, what do you think of this? Like inbox was full across the board. Um, and I still, I still haven't accepted anything, but there was one in particular. Um, and this person I studied like immensely. Um, I read their books. I watched all their stuff. Like I watched their documentary. Um, like this person, I don't put people on a pedestal, but like up here. Right. Um, and this person wants me to work for them. Um, and when I was talking to him, like, like this dude thinks I'm an idiot. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a fucking dub ass. Um, and then I talked to one of their business partners and I was like the same thing. It's like, there's no way, but the way that they valued me, like insane to me, like, it's not that I don't see that in myself. I do see that in myself, but when you get that outside validation from someone like that, it's like, damn, like maybe this is true, but then still I struggle with it. It's like, no, nah, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think that that's also what pushes me to, I don't consider myself smart or anything. I just, I'm curious. Mm, yeah. That's super cool. What a, not that we should, obviously we just, I earlier talked about like not tying our, our worth up in these things, but shit, sometimes it is nice to be thrown a bone, right. To like be validated from someone that you, um, admire or someone that you really like appreciate their perspective, you know, um, what they've built in this world. So that's very cool. How, like, what do you think that comes from for maybe for you personally? Like, what is it that is in you that, makes you not believe that you're, you know, smart enough or this person thinks I'm a fucking idiot or, you know? Yeah. Um, I think a part of it is me thinking that I am very smart and understanding human behavior. So I pay attention to everything, um, how they're looking at me, how the person that's not, it's, it's different when you're not in person, but how that second person that isn't necessarily controlling the conversation is looking at you. I pay attention to everything. So I'm just constantly like analyzing information. Um, so I think that's a part of it. Um, but I think mostly just coming from where I come from, you know, like not having much um, thinking like maybe I got lucky because I did get lucky. Um, not that it was just luck, but a lot of my success came from luck. Um, yeah, I, I think I just haven't proven to myself enough. I haven't done I haven't built a business successfully enough um, for me to be like, yeah, I really genuinely know what I'm doing all the time. I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I'll ever get to that point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's more in there. I should really do like a anal analyze myself or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you do a lot of that. Do you think anybody gets to that point though? Like to where they're just like, yes, this is the ultimate truth of life. And because I mean, more and more, the more people that I talk to, whose you know, just way of being really resonates with me. I'm just like, oh fuck, you don't know what's going on either. Mm. I, I just feel like maybe we're all just improvising, right? I guess that's what life is—like one big improv improvisation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm mm. okay with it. I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to me. So. 
can you tell us like a little or tell me a little bit more about where you come from like what do you like what do you mean by that like what yeah, does that look um, like just moved around a lot as a kid didn't have much um, power was turned off multiple times homeless for a little bit um didn't have a father in the picture which whatever um men coming in and out um I don't know. We just, as kids, we learned to take care of ourselves, um, cook our own meals, um, watch ourselves, help our mom out when she needed it. Um, and then when I went into college, um, like I was homeless um, leading up to college and all I had was like my guitar um, and my voice. And that's how I made money for a little bit. Um, and then starting my first business, like same thing, you know, like didn't have much, didn't have any money, had to figure it out. Um, power was turned off multiple times this this point in my life where I said I would never get back to I got back to um, food would spoil because the power was off of course uh, but then on the other side like you have this duality um, where it's like oh my god Q you're so amazing I love your stuff blah 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 and then struggling with that um, and then when you finally start making success and this was like 2000 and 2018 for me in the end of 2017 finally started having some success I made a big decision to um, stop everything that I was doing, absorb my client base with this new company that I was launching. Um, so that was all of my income. And I was homeless again for a little bit, slept on the office floor. Um, and again, it was a place I, I promised myself I'd never get back to, but I did. Um, but, you know, got out of it. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I came from. Just not the best childhood. Of course, the course is way, way worse. Um, just not the best of childhoods. Um, but I don't know, it made me made me gritty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, I guess that makes sense, right? Like we're, cause I, I would say, you know, I didn't have like the, the same exact experience, but like definitely some of the capital T traumas that go down in childhood. I definitely had some of those and it sounds like you did too. And like, I, I find sort of the same struggle, right? It's like where um, people around me tell me particular things about myself, right? Good things, things that are like clearly true in the way that I show up in the way that whatever. Um, but it's so hard for me to internalize those things, you know, like even still, right? Like 20 plus years later, I'm still sort of, I wouldn't say grappling, but like, those are the things that I was alluding to that have been coming up that I didn't even realize were very much determining like what my life was becoming. And, um, yeah, man. Like what? Um, well, um, I have a very deep seated belief, um, that I am unwanted and unlovable. And I essentially like have mapped out like my life. And I looked at all the situations that happened in which I collected these traumas. Um, and obviously it started from when I was very young and from my parents just not having the emotional capacity um, to be parents, right? Um, and a lot of shit went down in the household. And then as I got older, I started to seek out these same situations. Like I wanted to recreate what happened in my childhood and just so unconscious. Like I, it's like, it's sort of like the, along the same lines. Like I knew too much, right? And I could see it in everybody else, but I couldn't see it in myself until you know, um, plant medicines until ketamine, until I could dissolve enough of my ego to be able to look at it squarely. And I didn't realize that my brain was wired in that way, right? To look for all the reasons 
and examples of how I am unwanted and unlovable. And holy shit. I, like that's something that I think I've been blind to for a long time. And um, yeah, navigating that has been interesting and painful, but very freeing, very freaking freeing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Have you had anything come up like that? Like that you could, a belief about yourself that it was just so ingrained in you, so much of a part of who you are that you didn't even know you had it? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think on the same level, um, as you, but I think my entire life it's, yo, that's cute. That's a shy, quiet kid. Um, and then, you know, starting all this, like I was always on stages, you know, always making videos, always front and center. Um, and I realized that I was never like, I was never quiet or shy or in like the negative sense that people, people would throw at me all the time growing up. Um, and the way that I viewed it too, I just, I, I was more introspective, you know, I, I wanted to know how the world worked. I didn't like group settings where all we were doing was drinking and talking about like football games and stuff. I like, I like deep, deep conversation when I really understood that about myself. That's when I really started to excel. Um, cause I put myself in situations where I could excel. Um, not by any means on the same level as you, but I think that's one deep rooted thing for me where I did have some pain around. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've, I still have to come in contact with those things. So I'm not, I'm not sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot too. I've, I'm a, can be a very troubled person sometimes. It's an artist in me. <laughs> what does that look like? Um, cause I know what the <laughs> fuck it looks like for me. So please tell me, what does that look like for you? Me being troubled? Yeah, like what is that? Yeah, like it just in, um, just for like your relationships, like um, what does that look like? Yeah, um, it looks like me being triggered um, for certain things. Um, but then me being who I am, recognizing that I'm being triggered and then being mad that I'm triggered um, and not being able to work through those things because I'm just too hard headed and I don't want to be like, okay, like here's the issue. Let's go take two years to fix it. I want to fix it now. Um, or I just want to like bulldoze through it because I know that I'm triggered. I know the problem. Let's fix it. Um, it also looks at, looks like me, like, again, I think I have a deep rooted thing too, where I don't believe that I am lovable. Um, even though I have all these people, I've had all these people say like, oh my God, like, I love your writing. I love your stuff. Like that video you just did, your company did this. Um, you saved my life. Like I've had all of those types of things on a consistent basis is still, I struggle with like this love thing. And it's probably, maybe it's my dad, you know, maybe it's my mom, maybe it's all of those things. Maybe it's uh, multiple trauma points. Um, I don't know. I just, I know that that is there as well. And I, I see that in me as I'm struggling with influence, you know, cause influence grows um, and it, it dies too. And it, it falls as well, but it, it grows if you continue to nurture it. Um, and it's just something that I've continuously paid attention to on my end because I, I struggle with it. Um, and I, I talk about it a lot too. Like I, I don't think that people care about me. And I think sometimes I'm just too intelligent. And I also know that that is sometimes true. You know, like a lot of people just don't care. <laughs> um, and they, their body language, their words, um, it shows that they don't care as well. And that that is something that I struggle with. And my girlfriend gets mad at me about it because I just, I'm like, I don't want to talk to that person. They don't care. Here's the proof. Um, <laughs> whereas most people are like, yeah, like I'd love to chat. Let's, here's the game, you know? And I'm just, I'm not that way. Mm. 
Yeah. I, I would have to say living, living an examined life is exhausting. And sometimes I hear myself <laughs> talking and I'm just like, you hate this, don't you? Like you hate the fact that like, cause I can't help but analyze everything that's happening around me. And I'm like, and this probably roots back to like this childhood thing and like this, and this is happening because this happened and like, look at these other examples. And it's like, God, can you just shut up and just be, can you just be here? And, uh, and that's like, that's really having to, that's like a practice for me. And that's what I've really been trying, like sitting still for this long. It's been like, I would say probably about two months now, two and a half months where I've just been sitting absolutely still. It's why I started this podcast because uh, I needed to do something right. Um, <laughs> but learning how to just be damn, I think that's the hardest shit I, we will ever, ever do. It do you is. see yourself getting to that place or do you feel like you've found pockets of that place of just being? Yeah, I, um, I've always been pretty good at that. But then I always, my natural state of being is like in the future or in the past. I'm very rarely in the, in the present. Um, but I've always been really good at finding those pockets. Um, but it, was, it wasn't until recently where I did it for the first time in a while where we were driving to Florida like an 18 hour drive um, and I drove like all of it you know and my girlfriend's sleeping and like that was the best time for me like just I can't do anything you know like I can't go on my phone I can't like talk to this person I can't do this like I don't know it was really cool and the amount of like creative flow that I found in that time was amazing but also frustrating because I couldn't do anything with it but um, I don't know I I need more of that. And I realized that I need more of that too, which is why I just sat on that couch for, like I mentioned earlier, two, two hours when the power went out, just doing nothing, like expecting nothing and just whatever my mind wanted to do. I just, I let it, it was, it was great. Mm. It sounds so weird, but <laughs> it was great. No, it doesn't, man. We create so much shit for ourselves by being in resistance to, to the thoughts that come up, to the feelings that come up. And um, that's a practice, right? Just like allowing them to flow through you. Cause not all the time, like we don't have to be so attached to every fucking thought that crops up, you know, especially if you're an introspective person uh, for introverted people, especially, you know, I think they, I would, I would say I'm pretty introverted, but like, there's a lot of thoughts that are going to go down. If you attach to every single one, you are fucked. <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny too, because like, I definitely, you were talking earlier about how you felt like, oh, this person thinks I'm an idiot. I think that pretty much always, sometimes I'll hear myself talking and then I'll just stop talking mid sentence and be like, I just don't want to hear myself any fucking longer. Cause like, I just feel like everyone around me thinks I'm a dumbass, you know? Um, and I, and honestly, I feel that way right now. Um, I felt that way probably this whole conversation. So you're in good company or not. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're not though. You know, it, that's so crazy. Like, I feel like in conversations, most people, do, like there are definitely exceptions, but most people like we worry about what the other person is thinking of us, of us, you know, and for the most part, I'm not that way. And I'm thankful for that. But for certain situations I am and for certain people I am. Um, but it's typically always opposite. You know, they're typically thinking more about themselves than anything else, you know, which again, to me is like, wow, they don't care. Um, but then again, like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way, you know, and that's just that narrative that I have in my, in my mind. Um, but typically people are more, more interested in what, what they have to say, you know, where they're at, how they feel, what they're doing wrong. So they don't 
pay attention to what you're saying or that one thing that you thought was stupid, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like, is that, do you feel that way when you're podcasting or do you feel like you find flow when you're podcasting and having conversations with people? Um, my state of flow always comes out when I'm in conversation and I'm listening, you know, like I, I typically always look away. Like it's just, that's how I process information. You know, like I don't talk and look people in the eye unless like I'm very intentional about it. Um, and like, I just, I go like, I connect dots where I need to connect dots. So when I'm podcasting um, on the other end, <laughs> it's like, that is one of my favorite places to be because it's not about me and it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter if I look away. I don't have to like be the best. I can just, especially with my new show because I'm editing and it's narrative based. Um, I can do things my own way. So I just get out of my way. Um, but for conversations in the business world, like honestly in the business world, I was the same way. Like I did it my way. And I would often go to sales meetings with my business partner, Izzy. He's very like, yo, like, how you doing, bro? And I was like, okay, this is the price we're going to go. Like, are you ready? Um, and we, we were very, very well together. Um, but I did everything my own way, you know, and I just, I never questioned like, wow, they think I'm an idiot. Cause I've got a big black hat on or like, I don't fit in this room. I, I look weird. I talk weird. Um, I didn't ask about their child. Like um, I just did things my own way and it worked for me very, very well. Um, but there, there are certain situations where I'm the opposite. Um, yeah. Mm. It's more in personal, personal lives. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I still like get social anxiety sometimes, which is so weird to me because like when I'm on stage, like I'm, that's, I'm comfortable, you know, like in a room full of people, complete strangers networking, like I'm comfortable, like that's my zone. Um, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Like that is my zone. I will make everybody love me. Uh, at least most people love me, but in like certain social situations, like where it's like friends of friends and I don't know, I feel like a kid again, like back in like grade school where I'm like, blah, like there's no substance here. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, so I, I definitely feel both. Yeah. So much of that resonates with me. And too, like, I've also seen you speak and I, you def, like, you definitely captivate your audience. That is for fucking sure. Like there, we, there, we can't like not focus on everything that you're saying and find like, um, it's just, it's just like a lot of truth, I think. And just like, it's, um, yeah, it, it's pretty fucking cool. So Appreciate um, it. took a while to get there. I'm excited to to hear um, your new podcast. Um, I guess we'll kind of like start start tying this up. Um, why why do you think you specifically are here on planet Earth? Yeah, um, I'll let you know when I know for sure. But right now, my answer is to have fun. Um, I don't think enough people have fun. I definitely don't have enough fun. I put a lot of pressure on myself to change the world or make things better for people. Um, and I think all of those things are great, but I think right now my, my purpose is just to have fun. Um, my castment told me that in like 2017 and stuck with me ever since. Just have fun. Um, yeah. That's a guy who has fun for sure. I love, <laughs> I love talking to him. I love every time I get on the phone with him. I'm just like, man, he just like it's so clear that he just like lives life true to himself and like had like and it's just fun for him because he's just doing what he wants to do. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I, I appreciate people like that. So the last question that I'm gonna ask you. Um 
Uh, I started out, I don't, I, I knew I wanted to ask this question and like the first like five podcasts I did, I didn't ask it, which is weird because it's called the dying project. But anyway, thought experiment, let's go down this road. You're going to die tomorrow. What do you do today? Hmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow too, not like six months, just fucking nope. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it, man. I'm just because you asked this, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, I like this question. Um, if I was going to die tomorrow, I would take every creative projects that I, that I have unfinished, um, the important ones at least, and I would release them um, just so that I could leave that stamp. But I think the most important thing that I would do is um, probably create a CRM with everybody that was important to me um, and leave a long, 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 long message. Um, just thanking them or telling a story or saying, I wish I did this or apologizing, whatever. Um, just saying what I needed to say to every person. Um, and I, I would make it about that. Um, I think I've, I've had an amazing life already, you know, and I, I don't think I would need to go do anything that I haven't already done. Um, I think I would just say what I needed to say to the people that I needed to say it to. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that today. Actually, maybe not today. I have something to do, but I'll start today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. No. <laughs> Man, I'm over here tearing up because I've asked this question to four people and I shit you not, everybody has said the same thing. It's like, really? yes, they said uh, like unequivocally, I would reach out to the people that just were there for me, the impact in my life. And I would tell them what like the ways in which I appreciated them or like just tell them that they mattered yeah. and that they were like important. And like, Man, if that isn't fucking beautiful, I don't know what is. So I'm just like super excited to hear everybody else's answers every time. But yeah, man. That's wild. That's beautiful. That's crazy. That's beautiful. Any parting words? Any parting words for the dying project audience? <laughs> Stay weird. <laughs> Stay weird. The end. You made it to the end. Thanks for sticking around. It means the world to me. I guess that means you enjoyed the conversation. If so, please subscribe and leave us your reviews. And you can also follow me on any of my social media channels at Katie Wallace Hux.